The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. We have a very special episode of The Adventure Jogger. It's not very often that we have a world record holder on The Adventure Jogger. This is a big occasion, Jeff. And so for that big occasion, we are not going to be drinking White Claw. No. What? No, we're not going to be drinking White Claw on this episode because it's a big deal. We're going we're gonna to fancy it up a bit, and we're going to be drinking wine during this episode of The Adventure Jogger. Red or white? We're going to drink red. Now, I say fancy. Okay, the wife is out of town. Christina is not home. Is that so why just, we're having It's wine? just Jeff and I. So I, I found her bottle. This is her preferred, you know... Have a oh, sip. Oh, you're getting into her stash. I'm getting into Christina's stash. This is this is how fancy the Pluckelmans roll, everybody. This is Yellowtail. This is called Jammy Red Rue, and it was nine dollars for a. This is like, like a mag. It's like a Magnum, huge bottle. It's like twelve, <laughs> like nine dollars for a huge bottle. Jeff, when's the last time you've you've had wine? I. I don't remember. It's got a twist off top. Did everybody hear the twist off top there? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. We're going really classy. I'm going to pour you some here. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, wow. Listen to those sound effects. Man, that's great. Billy Yang ain't got that. Holy cow. All right, let me pour myself one here. All right. You got to be, you got to go big deal when you're talking that. to a world record holder. You going to say, so you sniff it? Did you swirl it? I. Uh, <laughs> Swirl it around and see if you get notes give, of something Give the, in give there. the wine a swirl. Yeah, give it a swirl. Yeah. Give it a swirl. All right, let's... Jeff Stafford hasn't had... How long has it been? Wait, aren't you supposed to like slurp it? Hold on. No, you're supposed to smell it. We're so awful at this. <laughs> Not bad. All right, Jeff Stafford approved. Okay, so hang on. Mm. So we are talking with world record holders here. And that's why we're going fancy with wine on this episode. Think about it. It wasn't too long ago that the 100-mile treadmill record was set by Zach Bitter. His time was 12 hours, 9 minutes, 15 seconds. Well, it was because there's a new world record set. Set in Illinois, the heartland of America, with a, a, a new ultra runner who the first time he ran his ultra, first ultra was a 100-miler. And he ran the fastest time in America. History. 100 miler. The second thing he does ultra-wise is sets up in a bar. The total Illinois way. This is like the total Midwest way to do it. The corner bar. Right. Set up his treadmill in a bar. Went for the world record. He has the world record. The new world record (laughs) is 11 hours. 32 minutes. 5 seconds. Beating the old world record by 37 minutes. Minutes from Morton, Illinois, Taggart Van Etten is once again on the Adventure Jogger. Welcome again, Taggart. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be back sooner than I'm, I'm glad to be back sooner rather rather than later. Yeah, because I mean, we, last time we talked, I will say this about you: you are the most determined and motivated person I've I've ever interviewed. And so you're like, I'm going for the record, and I'm like, oh, I mean, okay, it's going to happen, and, and we pretty much planned. 
that we were going to have interview number two. And my God, Taggart, <laughs> you did and it he again. Did it. You did it again. I mean, it was crazy. Thank, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. I just, I, I bought my training a lot and kind of up my, up my determination to this tunnel hill. Yeah, because Tunnel Hill, we talked, and, and you can listen to Taggart's first interview and hear all about, um, you know, Taggart's kind of rise in the running world and just kind of going from triathlons to doing some double marathons and then to, to just tr- saying Tunnel Hill, like, well, why not go for it? And I want to reiterate, when you ran Tunnel Hill this year, you were going for the world record. I was going for the American record at Tunnel Hill. It was 12 hours, 8 minutes, and 24 seconds for an unpaved surface. And that was your first, like, that's that's one hell of a way to call your first shot, to go for an American record on your very first ultra ever. And things really, I remember talking, things went really good. Like, you didn't have the typical ultra experience of, you know, Taggart shit his pants at mile 30. Right. You know, <laughs> like you're, you're, what's that running down my leg? <laughs> right. You have not experienced yet the misery of an ultra. You've had like two, you're two ultras into this thing and you've had everything go kind of smooth for you. Do you feel deprived a little bit that you haven't fallen apart and shit your pants yet? Um, I can assure you there were a few triathlons that I fell apart. I did not shit my pants in any of those, but I did fall apart. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know that Taggart is mortal. What struck you, Taggart, about this, this treadmill record that Zach Bitter set not too long ago? Well, it wasn't until January that I had planned <clears throat> on doing it. I had actually planned on going to Mad City to race the U.S. National 100K in April, mm-hmm. but because of COVID, that got pushed back to September. Yeah, and um, with being a teacher and a new homeowner, you know, I just can't afford to pack my bags and go out west for a week, and you know, I'd, I'd uh, just run any ultra. So I was just like kind of going through different things I could do if I could do like a hundred miler, hundred miler on a track time trial or just do this or that. And then I was on the treadmill on a Saturday. I'm just scrolling through my phone, looking at ultra stuff. And I thought, huh, well, I could probably try this, uh, probably tr- try this record, go, go sub 12 and it'll set me up for tunnel Hill in November. So on January 4th, my training block began. And that's when I decided that I'd try to run a treadmill world record. Taggart, when I'm scrolling through ultra sign, ultra sign up and ultra records, I look at them and go like, holy cow, that's amazing. You look at right. it, you know, it's like, man, that's Zach Bitter who only eats like weird things for him to do that. That's incredible because he's, he's like a, he's, he's like paleo or I, I can't, I can't keep, he's only eats fat or whatever. I, I, I can't keep track, but you look at that and you go like, oh, that's doable. Was that, was that the mindset? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, I, I knew that I had sub 12 uh, in me um, in January, eventually that I'd be able to do it. And I just uh, made all my training towards believing that I would go under 12 hours for my next 100. I, I, I just knew after Tunnel Hell that I had a deep down inside of me. How, how do you keep your sanity running for 11 and a half hours, roughly, on a treadmill? I, I, I get... 
I can't do it. An hour, I'm, I got to get off the trip. Unless I'm he's like, got a TV and there's a Murder, She Wrote marathon on. That's the only way. Matlock, Matlock. <laughs> Matlock and Murder, She Wrote double feature. That's the only way Jeff's getting through a couple hours on a treadmill. I, I, I that's, that's insane. Well, um, I do, I, I, I've started a lot of my training on the treadmill, probably 50, it's probably down like 40, 50%. In the winter, it was close to 80%. But um, I see it as like a training tool. Um, it's very soft for me. I sure. can do a lot on it. I can hop off and not feel beat up. But um, as far as the day went, I had what's called Zwift. It's like a running cycling program on this big 80-inch TV where yep. I was running on a virtual track and I could see everything. And then I had my Twitch stream. So people were commenting, asking me questions over on the right. I had music playing on the treadmill. And then from miles one through 99, I always had someone running next to me on a second treadmill, plus everyone in the building who came to watch. So it honestly like... You're like, it, I can't quit flew, now. <laughs> it just flew by. It that flew by the whole day, did. Oh, my God. It went by so quickly. Okay, here's the question everyone's going to want to know. Did the people that had to run next to you, did they have to run the same speed? They did not. Okay, I'm good no, for a half no, mile. <laughs> Uh, 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 what's funny about this is I had this like seventh grade boy come in who, who uh, lives in town here. I didn't know who he was. He was like, he was like, yeah, I'm a five Oh seven miler. I'm going to run the next 30 minutes at six minute pace next to you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, okay, all right. Well, well, this, well, this 12 year old kid's going to beat me for the next 30 minutes, but <laughs> it was just, it was just funny how he came in. He's like, yeah, I'm a five Oh seven miler. I'm going to take you down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome that here you are you are smack dab in the middle of illinois as well morton is i mean it is the heart of the yeah. heartland and it mm-hmm. is you know it is it's it's so great and the town really kind of rallied around this 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 try and you really you know i i don't think you got the the press attention that you probably should have gotten and i think mm-hmm. zach's Zach's attempt was, you know, followed by more of the mainstream running because there's a lot of mainstream ultra running media believes that only things that happen between the Mississippi and the Pacific Ocean count. Yeah. Like there's like that's the important like well, there's no running like nobody runs. They're like I don't think they even have discovered running yet in the eastern United States. They just got tracks about a year ago. Exactly. Exactly. They don't, they haven't discovered running yet. They're still jogging or jogging, depending if you want to use the soft J or not. So they don't, they don't focus on it. But who cared when you had all of Morton, Illinois, like rallying behind you? You you couldn't ask for better. Who cares if, if, uh, if Ultra Runner magazine is there or not? Because you had your city behind you. I had my city, I had all my family, I had my best friends. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't need anyone from whoever to, to come watch me or come ask for a comment. You know, I I, I got done and I, and I celebrated with all my running friends, my, like I said, my friends, my family. That's cool. Let's kind of run through the day, Taggart. So okay. the, what was the, what was the bar? The, the, you can name drop the bar you were at. It is called Seasons Gastro Pub. It's like a microbrewery where they serve food and they have an open bar and everything and bands. Um, it's a really neat place here right downtown. It's only a quarter mile from my house. That is the most Midwest thing you could have done. Like, like, like doing, doing your attempt from a bar 
threw it down. That was the most Midwest thing you possibly could have done to set this world record. The only thing more Midwest you could have done is only fueled on Culver's. That would have been right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a Culver's about a mile from my house. I I probably could have gotten some on the treadmill. (laughs) It's like Taggart Van Etten is going for the most Midwest record ever. He's in a bar. He's eating fried cheese curds and he's pounding a beer every, every once in a while. But so, okay, run through the day for us. Give us this uh, blow by blow of this incredible, because you didn't just beat the world record. You smashed the shit out of it. You know, like like they, they called the cops you broke the record so bad looking for someone who damaged some property. They were like, where's this guy that destroyed this record? Break us down uh, the day for us. So I woke up. I got about six and a half hours of sleep, which I think is really good the night before our race. Yeah. Um, Felt great all morning, uh, breakfast. Finally, we make our way over to Seasons at about 6 o'clock. Uh, we calibrate the treadmill, calibrate my run pod. Uh, I go pee one more time, and then finally um, I hop on the treadmill at 7, and we start Zwift. And um, I wasn't nervous leading into it because um, I just knew it was just going to be like another long run Saturday on the treadmill. And this time I was just going to have um, everyone there with me, so – we get going and I start at seven o'clock. I feel good. And next thing you know, I'm a few miles in and I'm 10 miles in and the first uh, eight miles, the first guy hops off. And uh, I actually had one of my students come run next to me uh, in the early parts of the day. So, so it was really cool to have him there. Um, just like I said, I had all of my running friends come next to me and next thing you know, I'm through I'm through what I would consider the slowest part of the day, which is through 50 miles. I call it the slowest part because uh, that is when the least amount of people were there throughout the day was zero to 50. Um, I'm just nailing nutrition. The uh, treadmill shuts off every 99 minutes. So about every 14 or 14 and a half miles, I have to hop off for 30 seconds to go pee and then get back Ah. on. Um, Jeff was really was concerned about how about you're going that. to the bathroom. Like, how he doing really that? wanted to know how was Taggart using did he, the facilities. Did he, did he have a catheter? What did he do? I mean, you know. <laughs> no, no, um, no. Um, I, I didn't really buy. I, I didn't really mind it either. It was like refreshing to hop off, step on the ground, uh, jump over to the next room, and go, and then come back and just be ready so to run. Clock start stops on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so. So we get through 50 miles and uh, people really start packing in after then. It's like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and next thing you know, we're at, uh, we're going through the day. I think I had, I think I hit a low spot around 55 or 60. Yeah. I, I, I took a double gel back to back, just like I did a tunnel hill a couple times. I got out of it. Um, it honestly, the whole day just felt like, a long time trial. I didn't really like, uh, that's kind of hard to explain. Like a tunnel Hill, maybe because I was on a course, I felt these different spots uh, at the specific place in the course. But here, you know, I'm standing in one position and the only thing that's changing are the people who are coming right. and running next to me. So, um, it just felt like any other Saturday, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm used to running very long on the weekends. So, um, 75 comes around and it's, and it's starting to buy about 75, 80 mark. But I just know, um, if I keep up my pace, I keep up my nutrition and my electrolyte that I will make it through it. Um, 
let me think. And I just told myself, starting like it was 75 miles. I said, how many times have you run 75 miles at a seven minute pace? And then I just try to remember. And then I come to 80 miles and say, I mean, I mean, 20 miles, 25 right. miles. Yeah, yeah. Then I come to 80 miles. And I say, how many times do you run 20, 20 miles at a seven minute pace? And I did that all the way down. And it was, a, it was at the 90 mile mark. The place was really packed and I'm talking pack, packed. And yeah. every time I clicked on a mile marker and it lit up on Zwift, the whole place just erupted. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was 10 miles and nine miles away. And, uh, during the last, the last person to run with me was a really big mentor of mine from, from even my high school track day. So, uh, it was nice to have him there just to pull me through 89 to 99 at the very end. And, um, he hopped on, he hopped on and he said, and he said, and he said uh, that we were going to do this. And I agreed with him that we were, and I just took it one mile at a time, did my best to maintain composure to look good. Uh, it was really hot in there. The last three hours is over 80 degrees Ooh. because because of all the bodies that yeah. were in there. So the uh, AC was set at 60, but it just couldn't keep up. And uh, finally, he gets off around mile 99, and I just basically celebrate the last mile. I turn the speed way down to about an eight-minute pace and just kind of suck it all in and enjoy. Because at that point, it. you could have crawled because you were way ahead of pace you had mm-hmm. one mile you had one mile to go you had basically 40 minutes of time to play with mm-hmm. on that at what point mileage wise did you go okay i've got this in the bag mile one i, I knew you're gonna there say you go. that. i go. knew you were gonna say that i knew you're gonna say like i knew i had it in the bag in january guys so a <laughs> couple a couple questions for you, you mentioned zwift i know that's been around yeah, for, go. that's been around for quite a while for uh uh, cyclist i know zwift running is a relatively new program is it like only a couple years old the running part of it yeah yeah i think zwift running started in like 2018 or something like yeah. that so this okay. is you put a screen in front of a treadmill and you like mm-hmm. basically it shows you fake computer scenery kind of like you're playing remember the nintendo wii yes so it's kind of exactly. like you're running through nintendo wii land yeah i'd yeah. want zombies around me chasing me and stuff or something you know? yeah you'd need you'd need that <laughs> you know or all those dates you've turned down on silver singles right you know chasing chasing and after you then what did you use primarily for nutrition and hydration so um i only hydrate with water um, okay i don't i don't drink any carbohydrate drinks um every two miles I need to plug my sponsor. Um, I would have a salt salt stick fast chew. Uh, sure. Salt stick's my only sponsor. So um, hit it again. Uh, hit it again, Taggart. Who is it again? What every couple of miles you do a what? Salt stick. Salt stick. Salt stick. Salt fast. chew. Those fast. are refreshing. Fast. Yes, fast chew. They are they are awesome. All right. Um, I would do that every two miles. Then every four miles, I would have the same thing that I did at Tunnel Hill. Honey stinger waffle, uh, cliff block chew, or um, a goo gel, either vanilla or chocolate. Your, so I do that. Yeah, your shit after the end of this thing must have looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> it's like Neapolitan ice cream, yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Good Lord, man. That thing is dry docked on the porcelain. Did you look or did you just flush Tiger? That's the question. <laughs> I didn't have to shit until the next morning. Really? So I, yeah. Sometimes it I didn't. I didn't. Way. 
I didn't. I didn't have to poop at all during the run, just like a tunnel hell. I did, didn't have to. Did that? Did that Swift thing? Did that help at all to have that uh, Nintendo Wii background changing? It does, but it doesn't. Um, I, I can't really tell you how much I was closely paying attention to my runner. I was just more trying to stay focused of my head being tilted up forward and right. you know just just kind of watching the time and the distance. Um, it does help a little bit. All right, so here you are. You've got that last mile. It's in the bag. You knew you were going to have it since since mile one. Taggart Van Etten does not doubt himself. So, but you finally get it. You've now set a world record. You know, and, and the thing is with you, Taggart, is you're new to the sport. You know, I mean, <laughs> you had Tunnel Hill and that great performance at Tunnel Hill, and then you had this. How did it feel clicking off that last mile and going like, oh my God, I'm a world record holder. You know, um, that feeling of being a world record holder probably didn't sit in until a few days later. Um, it just felt like I had gotten done with any other run or race. But um, to, I, you know, I hopped off and my mom was there to hug her. Uh, she wasn't there at Tunnel Hill to be able to have her there. And then, um, just like I said, uh, my best friend handed me a bottle of champagne and I didn't expect that. And I was able to pop it and spray it all over it just felt it felt amazing um i don't think i'll ever get a finish line like that again in my life no because most ultras taggart no one's there and by the way you're finishing it'll be (laughs) i was gonna say you know 11 and a half hours most of us middle the packers are typically right at about 50 miles at that point yeah i'm just saying (laughs) See, the thing is, Taggart, if you want a big finish line, you got to slow down. You got to wait until... You got to wait. (laughs) If you slow down a bit, Taggart, there's more people there to cheer you on at the finish. Okay, so here you are in a gastro pub, right? Mm -hmm. And they're they're cooking, you know, good good old-fashioned bar food. Burgers. Brats. Quesadillas. Brats. Pickled eggs. Oh, yeah, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That had to be hard to smell a burger... On the on the grill in the back, while you're while you're running on a treadmill, knowing like I've got to stick to these salt stick, <laughs> fast shoes, and these Hunter's Honey Stinger waffles. <laughs> Was that hard? Did you at any point where you're like, I picked the wrong place to do this? Honestly, I never smelled the food. Uh, the uh, bar that I was in, it it is like more. It is really big. It's like a event center kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an event center, but it's it is really big and uh the place i was in was in their whiskey room and uh they weren't really serving food they were serving drinks but i i couldn't smell any food at all throughout the day he's got the covid (laughs) (laughs) yes i got it (laughs) tagger did it with covid he set a world record with covid um has zach bitter called you at all to to congratulate you yeah uh yeah uh, zach and i've texted a little bit here and there about stuff and yeah, he he uh, reached out. It was um, he wished me good luck a couple days before, and the day before, and the day after, he got a hold of me again and told me great job and that I smashed it. Well, he's a good old Wisconsin boy. I know he lives yes. out west now, but he's from Manitowoc, Wisconsin. You know, mm-hmm. he feels like a kindred spirit to you. There's a, there's a part of him that's that's the Midwest. Like he wanted to do his world record attempt in a bar. And fuel with only Culver's, <laughs> right? And his management team was like, "Zach, we can't. No, you can't no, do you that. Can't be in a bar, and you can't fuel with just Culver's cheese curds. That's just that's not going to work. Not going to work at all." He's he was so jealous of you, and in your your arrangement, he may come after the world record again, and this time he's going to do it in a bar. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. I think he only did it because of COVID. And I think I did it because I'm just crazy. So Yeah, you are. You are a little bit crazy. You are, <laughs> you are a gym teacher. I want to point that out. Yes. Yes, I, I'm I, a I had teacher. a crazy gym teacher. We all had crazy gym Mr. teachers. Copus. Mr. Copus. Mr. Well, yeah. Copus? Why was he crazy? Well, he, we used to, he, we had the thing he called, we called it the Copus Clutch. Mm-hmm. This guy was about 6'5", probably 250, 260, all, all lean. Yeah. And he'd come up from behind you and he'd just take his hand and go, wham, and just <laughs> grab you by the neck and you just, we called it the Copus Clutch. Like, hey, yes, coach, yes, coach, whatever you want, coach. Get up that rope, boy. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Brutal. I, I had a great gym teacher in elementary school, Mr. Veldre. And Mr. Veldre was tall. And here's here's the coolest thing he could do. And Taggart, I don't know if you... How tall are you, Taggart? I'm about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, I'm not gonna, very tall. This ain't happening. So Mr. Veldre could dunk. He could dunk a basketball on a regulation... I can grab rim. Can you grab rim? Yeah. You need to work on dunking because there is nothing cooler <laughs> to an elementary school boy than a gym teacher that can slam dunk. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. And it would be like, <laughs> like he was a god because he could dunk. Yeah. And no matter what he said, so it was the truth. Of, speaking of names, Taggart Van Etten. What is the background of that name, family name? Is that Dutch? Is it German? My my last name is Dutch. Yes, I, I called it before the show. Yeah, you, you, he said he did not Google that. By the way, I just like well, he's he, yours is it's V A N, correct? Yeah, V A N. Yeah. Now I said I told Ryan before the show. I said if it was V O N, I'd be inclined to say it was German. Here's what you mm. don't know, Taggart. So we're sitting on my deck and we're talking, and Jeff goes, "I bet you his last name is Dutch." If it was Von Etten, it yeah. would be German, but it's Van Etten, so it's Dutch. And then, and then, no shit, a whippoorwill flew through my neighborhood, <laughs> and then Jeff started trying to call the whippoorwill right. to talk shit to the whippoorwill, right. because Jeff does bird calls. Yeah. Give everybody the whippoorwill bird No, no, call. no, it was a, it was a, a dove. Oh, a, a morning dove. dove. I'm a sorry. Dove. So give everybody okay. your morning dove so, call. So this, dove this is what is, he did. He's trying to talk shit into getting a bird to like, to like swoop at us. Right. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah yeah and that bird answered me back right away <laughs> so yes silver singles i mean you know i'm just yeah saying. that was that was our life before you dialed in taggart i'm like taggart call in i don't want this bird swooping at us and, and pecking our eyes out in any way but what do your students think about it? you're you're the gym teacher you, you know, you don't put up with anyone's shit. You're Taggart Van Etten. You're know, like, listen, kids, we're going to play dodgeball, and there's no failures here. What do your students think of, of Mr. Van Etten? Jean-Claude Van Etten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I actually had a good number of them tune into my Twitch stream uh, that, that we're watching on and off throughout the day, so that was very cool there. Um, I think after Tunnel Hill, I shocked a lot of them. And then, again, after this one, especially the older kids, I I... I I actually got respect from teenagers for probably the first time in my teaching career. What? Which wow. Is, yeah, I know. Crazy. Better savor that. Yeah. I know. Um, Taggart's the, like, I can't uh, slam dunk, so I got to do something to impress these kids. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, little kids um, like it, and uh, to the extent of, you know, their young mind can handle what 100 miles is. But um, as far but as far as the big kids go, uh they, you know, 
um, they definitely know I do it. And they were um, on Tuesday when I went back to work, there was applause in every room I walked oh, into. Oh, cool! It was, really? it, was, it was kind of fun, kind of embarrassing, but it was nice of them. So, well, I mean, it's to bring a world record to Morton, Illinois. You know, it's like there's <laughs> like Morton's not a big town. It's not a, a booming metropolis. You set a world record, you know, on the treadmill in Sedona, Arizona, or Flagstaff or something. It's like, oh, wow, I got another runner. Oh, big deal. But but you set a world record for Morton, Illinois. And, and I think the city is taking some ownership of that as well. Like, you're a Morton boy, and you're, and you're, you're their, their, their claim to fame now. You're the world record kid. I... Uh, um, um. I actually don't even work in Morton School District. I work in the town over from Morton. Oh, so, so they even think you're cool. Yeah. You're, you're two towns cool. Traitor. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. cool not only in your hometown, you're cool in the town over uh, where, yeah. where you teach. How many kids, what percentage of kids do you think think you're full of shit? Honestly, um, so I, I hate to say this, but Friday is is dressed like Coach B Runner Day at school. So. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's great. So um, I, I, I don't think any of them think I'm full of shit. Um, the, uh, yeah, uh, they've all seen me in my short shorts at least once, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, right after school and I've gone for a run or like at lunchtime uh, when I go for a run on the school's treadmill. So... So they all probably can assume that I run. I, I I don't know if they know the knowledge or like like I said, the extent of running a hundred miles, but so, so wait a minute, it's this Friday when this podcast is dropping, it is dressed like Coach V Day at your school? It is dressed like Coach V as wear your shorts, your crew socks, your <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> that's fant- that's fantastic. That is gonna be the most surreal day for you as a teacher. Dressed like Coach V Day, it is going to be very fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got the perfect outfit picked out for Friday. I'll tell you that. Oh, is it going to be a return of the uh, of the Tunnel Hill outfit? Maybe. No, 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 no. I'm not going to wear shorts that short. I, I, I can't. I can't <laughs> There's a dress code. Outfit. There's a dress code in school. You can't wear shorts that short, Taggart. Yeah. Yes. 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 I cannot wear shorts that short. But um, I've got a rough idea of what I'm going to wear. Okay. Um, actually, actually, I'm thinking about walking around the school in a pair of Nike alpha flies. So I'm thinking about doing that since I, uh, since I can't run into them anymore. Okay. What you need to do now, when I talk about gym teachers and gym teacher shorts, every gym teacher that I had had the same pair of shorts. They were the bell short shorts with the elastic band and the two snaps on top. You know which ones I'm talking about? They're black. They're or gray. Kind, They're black or gray. Kind of, kind of, I suppose. Kind of. Those are coach pants. You need to go out and get a pair of coach pants. Okay. That you wear that, and then you get the knee socks and pull the knee socks all the way up because you have the striped yeah. knee socks. Like, uh, oh gosh, what was that TV show with the coach on it? Mister Woodcock. Coach, was it Coach? Which It'll show? come to me. Okay. He's probably, to, probably in a dream. He tonight. hasn't had red wine in a very it's long, been time. A long time. So <laughs> it's been a long time since Stafford's hit the, hit the old wine. So you need some coach shorts to do that. And you have a whistle, right? Of course you have a whistle. Oh, yeah. Silver, I, I hope. Day whistle. <laughs> Don't come out with no plastic whistle. It's got to be solid metal sterling silver whistle, you know. Yeah, you got to have that, that old On metal. a quality lanyard. I'm exactly. Just... Exactly. All right, Taggart. The sky's the limit. 
and, and I'll tell you what, after what Zach Bevan did at Strolling Gym and what you did on that treadmill, there was a shot fired across the United States. Coming from the East Coast. From, coming from the East Coast saying, there's a whole lot of speed and potential over here. You've got a lot of options ahead of you. You are, without a doubt, one of the rising stars of the sport, one of the most talented newcomers in the sport. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of things you could do. You can call your shot in a lot of ways. What do you do now, Taggart, that you know, the first time you run 100 miles, you're the second fastest American to ever do that? You, know, you, you go out and you get in a treadmill in a bar and you set a world record. What do you do now? Well, um, actually, before I say that, I need to give a shout out to Zach because um, I was told um, he got a hold of one of my friends. Well, one of his people got a hold of my people, and they told me around mile like 70 that he got the course record of Sterling Gym, and that just gave me a second win knowing that he cool. got that. I'm like, okay, it's my turn to finish yeah. today. Now he got his records, my turn. So uh, great for him there. You know, uh, Zach and I are pretty good buddies. Yeah. But, um, as far as next for me, um, in I think thirty eight days, I'm going to six days in a dome in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There you okay, go. Yep, that's a that's a uh, a Steve Durbin race. Yep. And I'm going to break the hundred mile world record, the overall one. Oh wow! And how how many months is this Taggart? When is how when is this happen? It's in like thirty eight days. Shit, well, we're gonna have Taggart Van Etten on again in thirty eight days. All right, everyone, mark your calendar. Taggart's gonna be on put it again. on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so, Holy cow! So. Was the treadmill world record, was that training for the track world record? It was always intended to be the tune-up. Really? It was, it was always intended to be the tune-up. How, Taggart, how do you, like mentally, like how do you just look at these things? And I, this is a lesson, so maybe someone can take something from this podcast other than the sweet sound of me pouring Jeff some more wine in his glass. Right. But, but what, like, like mentally, you're mentally very sharp, Taggart. And I've told people, I've said, he's the most determined person I've ever met. Like when you interview some people, they're like, I don't know, man. I didn't know until mile the 95 that I was going to 99.3. And you're like, I, fuck, I knew that shit in January. I was going to crush that. Mental game. Have you always had a strong mental game, Taggart? Or is it something you had to develop over time? I think it's something I had to develop. Um, like I said, you know, I didn't have, like I said in, your pre- in our previous podcast, I didn't have a great collegiate career in running. Um, I went to triathlon, and that's what gave me a lot of confidence. And then when I left triathlon and went into running, um, I just built and built mileage. And going into Tunnel Hill, I, you know, I I just moved out on my own, and I was just like, well, it's it's either it's either all or nothing for this race. And I was able to come away with a twelve nineteen, and then I got done, and I thought, well, twelve nineteen is quick, but it's not fast. And I just thought that the uh, not fast. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the uh, only thing stopping me is um, everything. Everything I'll ever want is on the other side of everything I'm willing to give. And I I've I've given more for this training, and I will continue to give more to get everything that I'll ever want. If that makes sense. Okay, it does make sense. What's something that you think people could do? ultra runners of all sides of the pack taggart from the front of the pack middle of the pack back of the pack what is something that people could do to up their mental game to up their mental game um well um you you really got to find it that's a tough question 
uh, you got to find it internally. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't go, I don't go to YouTube to watch videos to inspire me. Um, uh, I, I think one thing that's made me hard, that's made me tough. is just waking up early three forty-five Monday through Friday, running to two and a half hours before work, going to work, coming home, doing it again. And, um, these guys who are these pros, you know, they can wake up whenever and go, they can wake up at seven, eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock and uh, do their run. Meanwhile, at nine o'clock, I've had three classes and I've been up for, you know, five hours. And, um, I just feel like I'm, 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 you just have to believe that you're tough. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you don't, you don't want to be overly confident, but at the same time, um, you just got to be able to believe in yourself and believe in your training. Is there a chip on your shoulder, Taggart? Do you think? I think there probably is. Um, I, 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 uh, frankly, Ryan, I still think there is. Um, I think, I think my treadmill at world record was still overlooked by most. Agreed. And I, and, um, no I doubt. think until I break the hundred mile world record that maybe I'll get the attention of whoever, um, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to train like a fiend, you know, even after that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've always felt like there's a chip and I feel like there's even more of a chip after the hundred mile one than there was after tunnel hill. So yeah, it's, it's like, it seems like you have something to prove, right. And you have, and you, you carry, I, I don't know if, if, if you can tell me I'm full of shit. You carry the beast coast on your shoulders as well. You carry the Eastern United States. And I, I sense that, that little bit of like, well, how come, wait a minute, where's the, Where's the love? Where's the ginger runner interview? Where's all of this stuff? Why did a guy that set a world record in a bar in Morton, Illinois, not get the accolades that the other guy got? And and, and we still don't get and we still don't get respect here on the east that we that you know runners do out west. Is there a bit of that? Do you carry the fact that you're a runner out east and we don't get a whole lot of attention out here? Is that a little bit of the chip as well? So, um, a couple months ago, I tweeted that, um, I said, I said, uh, why don't I go after a golden ticket? And I said, I said, because I, because I'm not a pro and I can't afford to go race at, I can't afford to go race in California. And, uh, I got this whole spew of people who were telling me about how I didn't want it bad enough and this and that, but, um, it comes down to it as, as, as I think you are right. You know, um, I think the East coast runners, for ultra get overlooked like uh, Zach, myself, Pat um, Reagan is another one of those. I see Pat Reagan gets a lot of love, but he's yeah. one of those that a beast coast runner that's starting to make some waves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just think um, East coast people are probably overlooked, but um, as far as proving, I, 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 I don't have to prove anything to anyone. I mean, I, I could quit tomorrow and walk away and be fine with my career and running, you know, Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have to do that. Um, I have everything to prove to myself and my mom and my students. Um, I forgot. I forgot what you asked before I went on that. That's a, no, no, no. You, you, you answered the question correctly. Do you carry your students with you when you do these things? Do you think about what they will think? Um, kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I, I care. I, I carry more of, you know, of the people that came and watched me last Saturday. Uh, my three best friends who, supported me at tunnel hill that supported me last weekend that will support me at six days in the dome when i break the 100 mile world record you know um just the people who have who are tuning in you know to the facebook live check-ins instagram check-ins who are 
supporting me. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just do everything to just ball it up and use it. Um, honestly, the uh, local Peoria news and the paper didn't even bother coming out to, uh, interview me at the event. Um, and I'm never going to do a single interview with them from now on moving forward because what's well, it because, because Champaign, Illinois well, covered you <clears throat> and they're like an hour and a half away. I don't see. Yep. Yep. Champaign did. And uh, quad cities did, which is two hours away. But the, uh, there was the, uh, both news companies out of Peoria, um, interviewed me before and after, but they couldn't make their way down. Mm. So, well, I would say Taggart, I would say, continue to be the quiet professional keep doing what you're doing and it'll, thank you it'll come i think it so come. have you had calls from sponsors of people blowing blow up your phone saying like tag it we'd like you to run in these brand new spanking shoes um i don't know about shoes but i've had some clothing here and there uh, some other stuff um um i know my worth i'm not gonna sell myself for some running shorts and some running socks um, You're not getting him on no. Team Red Ultra. You got to give him a little more <laughs> Team Red. <laughs> he, needs, he needs more than two pairs of shoes. You might want to contact Dan Hoka, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you've had a couple of inquiries, but nothing that's really kind of tickled your fancy. Um, uh, uh, nothing that is worth me signing my name and doing two Instagram posts a month over. <laughs> well you know as well as i do the things that wear out the fastest in running in general whether it be trail or road is shoes that's true i mean but you need to give more than two pairs of shoes they for break to be down jumping. so fast i mean if you're really taking care of your feet and your body you got to mm-hmm. replace those shoes pretty doggone frequently pretty frequently have you had the thought of maybe going pro and and trying to live the pro runner life as long as I can get a salary that equals to my teaching salary right. for um, an August, I would definitely. But until I can get a salary that's equal enough for me to pay my mortgage and pay my bills, I, you know, uh, um, I can't, you know, just leave my job. I, I just don't get how the, you see these 22 to 25 year olds just like post on YouTube. I'm packing up and moving to uh, Flagstaff, and I'm going all in and running or triathlon. I, I don't get how they can do that financially. Oh, uh, they live in a van, Taggart. Are you, are you ready to live in a van? That's the no, question. No, 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 no. <laughs> I will gladly keep my house and my Roth IRA going before I just pack up. And there you go. <laughs> this is really comes down to Taggart does not want to live in a van. No, that's what it, that's what it's what it's coming down to. It does seem like you do have a lot of options ahead of you, and so. When we have you on again in, in just a couple of days, we have it the tag right at volume three after you set the world record. What else are you looking at? Is there anything? I, are, are you are you solely focused on this Milwaukee experience, or are you weighing some other options further down the road? So uh, once I get, um, hopefully, once I get the one hundred mile world record, I'm kind of weighing a few options. Um, those options are a golden ticket, 24 hours on a track, and um, an Olympic trials qualification for the next cycle. Okay. So um, I can I can probably get all three by 2024, hopefully. Um, I, I got to decide what order they need to be in, uh, what order makes sense for me. Um, the, the, uh, the Olympic trials is very important uh, for me just to do it. Right. Uh, 
the uh, golden ticket is very important for my ultra marathon career and 24 hours on track makes sense for the 100 mile world record holder okay i got you i I know the answer to this question already but i'm gonna ask it anyway you say golden ticket you want to get into western states do you want to be the first person since mike morton to bring a cougar home to the east coast uh yeah sure someday i don't know if it'll be uh next year or the year after but um someday you know when i go hopefully get a golden ticket and go to western states um i'm gonna run with whoever's leading the pack the whole way until i either break down or they break down i'm not i'm not gonna go to western states in 2022 or 2023 and try to get fifth place that would just be stupid you're going from you're you're gonna you're gonna gun it from the start yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it from the start. Whoever, just, just, just whoever's there, I'm gonna hold on with the leader. So I, I gotta ask, you know, in 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 today's ultra world, uh, you're seeing more and more of the 200 mile races, the 250 mile races, 300 mile plus races. Any aspirations of ever attempting one of those? Um, I gotta do 24 hours on track first and see how that goes before. Yeah, he's only run like like 12 hours. Taggart's not yeah. known what what's like to run after 13. He does. Hours. He has no clue. Exactly. <laughs> Taggart doesn't yeah, know at 15 hours you shit your pants. He has no idea yet <laughs> of what's to come. <laughs> but about Team USA, you're thinking of Team USA for the 24 hour team? Uh, I mean, if I qualify for it, uh, probably. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't really given that much of a thought. Um, you need to talk to Greg yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, you do. You need to talk to Greg Armstrong. Look him up. You'd, you'd get along with him very well. You both are very determined people. Um, Taggart, I think what you're having you on, again, we're going to try and make this a useful podcast other than people just listening to the sound of me pouring wine. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about uh, like training-wise? You seem to have your training pretty dialed in, and you seem to be really just able to do what you need to do to accomplish the things you want to do. You see a lot of people running. You hang out in the Peoria Running Club. You've got a lot of running friends. What is a big mistake you see people do training-wise that you would say, okay, stop doing this and start doing this? People try to run too fast every day. People don't know how to just run easy for two hours, run easy for an hour or three hours. Um, Whatever your easy is, yeah. They uh, they uh, don't know how to keep their heart rate under 130 beats per minute and uh, 130, 140. And they um, and they don't use soft surfaces enough. So like with me, I mean, I started putting my training on Strava the five weeks into into the treadmill run because because uh, someone said it would gain my following and that would help. Right. I said, I said, OK, well, uh, OK, well, there's nothing cool about my training because i wake up and i run 17 miles with seven and a half minute pace and then i run 10 miles after school at like a seven 10 minute pace you know uh, there's a there's a nothing sexy about that and and, and my eyes well because okay. I'm, running, I'm running easy what is your marathon pace taggart i've only run a marathon once and it was it was like 237 okay so it wasn't, very, it wasn't very quick as far as like elite runners so a 730 pace like what is your what is Taggart Van Etten's I'm running hard pace? I haven't ran hard since March of last year. Um, I'd say probably around like a four forty five, four fifty pace. So you're three minutes slower than your hard pace on your easy mm-hmm. runs. Yeah, and so people should probably be if you're if you're huffing and puffing 
at an eight minute mile run you need to run some easy stuff at like an 11 minute mile to just help grow your endurance yes yes i think i think aerobic endurance is very huge just across anything from one mile all the way up to 100 miles um once i learned how to run slow about two years ago is when i eventually got the thought in my head to leave triathlon and go back to running because i finally figured it out that i could that i learned how to run slow it took me years to do it but now that i learned how to run easy and just and just stay relaxed and not always be thinking I need to run under a seven minute mile pace as has just given me the biggest gains of my career so and, far. And what would you say about, uh, let's say you go out big race, you run it hard, whatever, whatever that race may be, whatever the distance may be. What would you say about recovery? Do you think most people recover correctly? I'm, I'm here to tell you personally, I'm a failure at that. I have to do better at the recovery portion. I want to get back into running too fast, get back into a pace, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of an individual thing, but I don't know. What's, what's your cut on recovery? So after every A race, I take two to three weeks completely off of no running and no training at all. Um, mm-hmm. After Tunnel Hill, I took it was 20 days. Um, I, didn't, I didn't take any days off after the treadmill run just because I didn't go 110%. Um, but, uh, I think a lot of runners could like utilize the bike, the elliptical, if they've got a pool to, uh, do active recovery. And, um, part of my big thing in triathlon was, you know, just me spinning my legs every day. And I did that this past week when I was trying to recover was getting on the bike and spinning the lactate around my legs was very big. Okay. Do you continue to take some things from your triathlon training? you, you know, and you, and you work in. Um, I talked to a, a great kid um, who just, uh, Hunter Leininger, who just uh, set the Benton Mackay Trail FKT. <clears throat> that episode's coming out right. soon. And he's an adventure racer. So he was born and raised in adventure racing. So he does train with, you know, mountain biking and canoeing and running. Repelling. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you maintain some of the triathlon disciplines in your training to mix things up a bit? Or are you all in on the running game now? I'm all in on running with the exception of this week. I haven't cycled since December. So I, I just use cycling as active recovery just uh, just to uh, keep burning some calories, burn some fat and staying active. Well, that carbon fiber bike that you have that you had for triathlons that costs as much that as 10, that Toyota Camry, bike, yeah. right? Yeah. As much as your Toyota Camry. You got to use that or you just okay. it just sits there. Yeah. Uh, um, I actually don't own it anymore. I sold it. So I've got this little old roadie bike that I have. On the trainer. What you don't know, what Taggart didn't tell us was he sold his triathlon bike and bought his house. There you go. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Paid for it outright. Yeah. When yes. the banker's like, listen, Taggart, I've looked at the numbers. If you stop entering triathlons and sell your bike, you could easily afford this house. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Taggart, Van Etten. Um, Taggart, I'm just going to get your phone number because... You know, we're just going to have you on every couple of months now. It's just going to be the Taggart check-in every once in a while. So this is a running, this is a, a open invitation. Every time you do something magical, let's just, come just, on back. Let's just assume that you're going to be on uh, to talk about this this awesome stuff that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. I would love to come back on. Um, 
the end of June, the start of July, when I'm about 10 pounds overweight and in my downtime. So. <laughs> That's, that sounds perfect. Taggart Van Etten, one of the rising stars of ultra running. Uh, we are proud of you on the Beast Coast, man. You, no are, you are carrying us on your shoulders. You know, you and Pat Reagan and, and Zach Bevan and so many great runners out east that are doing some really incredible, amazing things. Um, we do have an adventure jogger race team. Um, all I can offer you, Taggart, is a free shirt. So I don't know if you want to sign on the dotted line for that, um, but I, all I can offer you is a free shirt, Taggart. So uh, I will sign. I will sign my life away for that. <laughs> right here, sign. see here it is. <laughs> I no, love it. We got the yeah. new race team shirts. I'm going to send you one, oh, Taggart. Yeah, those. Okay. I'm going to get your size and I'm going to send you one. I'll get your address and your size. I'm going to send you one. Okay. Sounds great. A nice cotton I will, t-shirt. I, I, I will I will gladly wear it and plug you on I will plug you on Instagram. Fantastic, fantastic. Taggart Van Etten, thanks for joining us, man. Really great to have you on the Adventure Jogger. Thanks for having me, guys. Don't go anywhere because I gotta get your size and your address. Jeff, what'd you think of this of Christina's wine? The the jammy red roux I'm from Yellow Thinking we might polish that magnum off. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody listening, if Christina asks she only bought one bottle of wine right. at the store. It's only one. Jeff and I did not polish off no. one of Christina's no. bottles of wine no. at all while we were talking to Taggart Van Etten. Nope. Okay, so if, if Christina reaches out to you on Facebook, just keep it quiet. Deny, right? deny, this deny. Is our little thing, our little secret, we're going to keep for ourselves. Okay? Plan? Do it. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.